Welcome to Extreme Movie Reviews. This is Steve, and today we're going to be going over what is coming new to some of these streaming services near you. Those are Netflix, Disney+, HBO Max, Amazon Prime, and Hulu in that order. Let me just start off by saying, uh, sorry that this is a little bit late. I live pretty much at ground zero of where Hurricane Ian went through. And uh, I could go into a lot of things, but the quick of it is that I got incredibly lucky in a lot of ways, and as much as uh, this last week has sucked, I, I have nothing but thanks to the universe for my personal experience with it, and... Let's get the show on the road. If you would like to jump to any of those specific streaming services, just to hear those, there should be timestamps in the description. Um, update, update, update. Maybe I'll cut this out and put it at the front. I am working on my Halloween 3 movie review, and that hurricane really, really hurt my uh, schedule for getting that out but I have like my walkthrough portion written up. So there's a lot left to get for it. So if I don't get it out this month, I'm sorry, but I would much rather put out something good than put out something on time. And if you're a Halloween fan, Halloween all year is okay. Starting off with Netflix on the first of the month, some of the, uh, we'll just run through the, you know, drop of movies that are coming out, names that jumped out for one reason or another, include Any Given Sunday, City Slickers, Gladiator, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, I Love You Man, which is a uh, Jason Siegel, Paul Rudd, 2009 romance comedy, and I would say it's probably aged about as well as any of those rom-com type movies from the late 2000s early 2010s uh, of that era and genre have um, aged i would say it's probably still really good i haven't watched in a long time but good movie then labyrinth from 1986 uh, the david bowie fantasy musical i still have never caught that but i know it i always used to catch my eye at um like family video when i was younger and then National Lampoon's Vacation, European Vacation, and Vegas Vacation will all be available. Same with Ocean's 11, 12, and 13. Risky Business, uh, the classic early Tom Cruise movie from 1983, will be available. And I do believe that I finally watched that at some point recently. And I don't really remember much from it, though. If I did, maybe I didn't end up watching it. Then Rush Hour 1, 2, and 3, Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Four of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, you should probably be able to guess at least three of those four. And then Wedding Crashers, the 2005 Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson, Rachel McAdams comedy. Um, obviously, just a wonderful movie. And then Yes Man, Jim Carrey and Zoe Deschanel comedy type movie. Um, I, I've always enjoyed that. So let's move on to the fifth. Where... A uh, PG-13 horror movie about a kid who maybe isn't the most popular and befriends an elderly man, and this will obviously become a horror movie plot, will be coming out. And the name of that movie is 
Mr. Harrigan's phone. So this elderly man dies, and the kid places a phone on, like, in his pocket at his funeral. And then he calls the guy when life gets too rough for him and, like, leaves a voicemail. But then actions are taken related to the voicemails, or voicemail that he leaves, and... You know, by all appearances, the only person that would know to take those actions would be the uh, dead elderly man. So, via the trailer, it genuinely has a feel of a good PG-13 movie in a way where for, like, the younger, the target audience of this movie, it could be a really good and enjoyable horror movie for them, as well as for those who are less into, like, intense horror, rated R-type horror uh, physical, crazy, gory type horror, if you don't like that kind of stuff, but you do like a little bit of scare in your movies, this might be the type of movie for that. Also on the 5th Nailed It, Season 7 will be coming out, a baking show that pokes fun at slash along with those who can't execute their baking at a high level. The, um, well, more so than their baking, the, the decoration of things. The show's main host is a bit much for me, but for those who enjoy the show, this season claims to have several appearances from some of Netflix's largest properties, like um, like Cobra Kai, for instance. So, moving on to the seventh. The series Conversations with a Killer comes out with its newest individual of interest, Jeffrey Dahmer, in Conversations with a Killer, the Jeffrey Dahmer tapes. Also on the seventh, we've got uh, one, two, three, four more here. Luckiest Girl Alive, a movie based on a novel starring... Mila Kumas and Finn Wittrock. Wittrock? I don't know how to pronounce that, and I think I spelt it wrong, so it really makes it hard to pronounce it. And this movie is, there's a fairy tale wedding, and, or they're a fairy tale type couple, and then things soon become tainted by the mysterious past of Mila Kumas' character. Did she do bad things or not? Find out in this mystery thriller, it takes a lot to make an excellent mystery thriller that stands out, but it does not take a lot to make an okay mystery thriller. So, probably worth a a go on that movie. Then, The Midnight Club, a series which appears to be loosely inspired by Are You Afraid of the Dark? In just a few ways, if you were to watch the trailer, I think you would understand what I mean by that. And, uh, you know, The Midnight Club, Midnight Society, eh... However, this show does appear to be much less episodic and um, with an actual, with a quote-unquote, like, real-life story, obviously, within the movie going on for all of the members of the uh, this show's Midnight Society, the show's The Midnight Club. So, um, definitely different in a lot of ways, but in that vein of horror also. Then, The Mole, it's a reality show. You can fill in the main theme via the name of the show, The Mole. Also, we are still on the 7th, The Redeem Team, which is a sports documentary from the creators of The Last Dance about the Team USA uh, basketball team that was formed, and I'm pretty sure, I'm going off a recollection here, after the previous Team USA had lost for the first time in Olympic history. Moving on to the 13th. The Watcher, from Ryan Murphy, the creator of American Horror Story, comes this movie, The Watcher. I will say that it appears to have a um, a certain style to the movie, which is always appreciated. I love a little bit of stylism in movies. And this story is based on a real story, one that I believe I'm quite familiar with, and 
um, I am quite familiar with because I actually ended up going and reading a very long article about the um, the case that this movie is based upon, which I knew most of, but it was in much more detail and thoroughly written than what I knew. So it was cool. It was very interesting. And um, it's about a family who receives letters from someone claiming to be, quote unquote, the watcher. It's a pretty big news story for a certain period of time, maybe a couple months. And then um, obviously in those letters from the watcher, he the, the watcher threatens them. So, uh, based on the trailer that I watched, aside from the general truths, and it does appear that they may have pulled a lot of aspects, maybe, maybe directly from that article that I read, you know, from some of the um, real-life emotions going on, that uh, the movie is going to go, I think, in a different direction from reality for entertainment purposes, but it is a very interesting case nonetheless, and there's a lot to pull from it that um, will show up on screen, I'm sure, no matter how far or not they veer from reality. With um, There just seemed to be a little more action than I would suspect compared to what happened in the real world. On the 14th this month, The Curse of Bridge Hollow, a CGI-filled family horror comedy which is filled with everything Halloween and big names and familiar faces. Get out the popcorn and the candy corn for this one. It won't be a masterpiece, but it should be a family audience pleaser. That was The Curse of Bridge Hollow. On the 19th, Season 3 of Love is Blind. That's all I got for that. Then, also on the 19th, The School for Good and Evil. I believe one of the bigger titles coming out this month on Netflix. And this comes to us from Paul Feig, and it, uh, yeah, it's this month's blackbuster. I already said that. It didn't take long in the trailer for me to be impressed by the level of CGI in this movie. A lot of these streaming movies, the CGI is uh, pretty noticeable right off the bat, especially in the trailers. But um, it, it appeared at a level that you don't really see too often on any streaming service, much less Netflix. The story of uh, this movie is the story of a magical school and that has been overdone on netflix over the past few years in multiple different series and in my experience to a disappointing level of success but this movie looks legit on the 21st we have from scratch let me try that again from scratch a new miniseries starring zoe saldana it is a romance story about an American woman who falls in love with a Sicilian man while studying abroad in Italy. It looks well made and like it covers all of the emotional points of a good romance story, so it may be a little bit cookie cutter, but for many people, they love that. Otherwise, we wouldn't have the Hallmark Channel. And then on to the 25th, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. This is probably the one I'm most interested, maybe not. Um, out of the, not out of the box, but before getting out of the box, maybe not the one that seemed like the absolute best option out of everything um, that's coming out this month, but especially for the theme of Halloween. Did I bring that up? Happy Halloween, everyone. It's coming. Um, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities has me curious. Guillermo says that it is a show that he has wanted to create for a long time. So I don't know if that's, you know, true or just PR, but it is all practical so I, I do believe he had some sort of hand in the ideology of this show 
and um, it, it's possible that it is not all practical, practical, but it is definitely heavily practical effects. And the show is an episodic series based on you know different horror stories that I don't think will have a connection with one another. And um, you know they were able to uh, plaster Guillermo del Toro's name all over the project, get some good funding, funding and hand those stories off to a bunch of different directors, a different director for each episode, and uh, let them go make each story. So I love it. There seem to be some really cool creatures, cool effects, and hopefully some really good stories to go along with those for that show. Uh, They didn't really give away a lot in the trailer either. It was mostly just an interview with Guillermo del Toro. So excited about that. Then on the 26th, The Good Nurse, a theatrical release that will debut on Netflix a week after it hits theaters. It's a crime drama story about a real-world thing that happened. Over the span of 16 years, a nurse went from hospital to hospital across two different states and murdered dozens of patients. I'm familiar with this story as well, and this appears to be, at least largely, to be told from the viewpoint of a once co-worker of the murderous nurse, I believe one of the early uh, tattletales and, and people who were on to him, and I can't remember their story. But um, it's it's another really, really interesting story and one that easily lends itself to the screen, so that should be um, good, especially for those who've never, don't, aren't aware of uh, The Good Nurse. Then on the 28th, all Quiet on the Western Front, a war drama that follows a 17-year-old's tale, their experiences in the trenches of World War One. You know anything about World War One? you know that this movie is not going to be for the light of heart. And um, I do believe that this one is also being released in theaters earlier on in the month, in like a few days from after I will be releasing this as I... Uh, record late here on October 1st. So uh, this movie looks really, really good. I didn't even watch the whole trailer because I was just like, okay, that looks like a a solid war movie. Also on the 28th, Big Mouth Season 6. If you know, then you know. And if you're interested, then you're interested or not. Wendell and Wild is another option coming out on the 28th. uh, uh, A Halloween-themed one. This comes from uh, Jordan Peele and the director of Caroline and the Nightmare Before Christmas are going to be teaming up for this animated Halloween flick. The style has a very cheap early 2000s animation, and I'm going to call it style, not even look to it, because very clearly it is done as a stylistic choice, so it's not like that bad, but it's a unique choice of... um, a, a not very flattering look. <laughs> um, if you've ever seen a movie animated in that cheap early 2000s, computer animation is bad. But oddly, this style, oddly, like it, it lends itself really well to the Halloween holiday. I, th- I think. I think it's going to work nicely, which I don't know. It has a chance that it's just going to look cheap, but I think it's going to work. And all in all, it appears that uh, Netflix is killing it for Halloween this year. A lot of horror options. So was excited to see a lot of those options. On to Disney Plus. 
Throughout the month, there will be new episodes of The Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which I had on here, you know, back in season one started. I don't know if I ever followed up on how I felt about it, but I didn't finish season one. I'm not part of the target audience, so I, I just, after watching, I think, maybe half of the season, I started watching something else and never came back, but it was good. And then She-Hulk, uh, more episodes of She-Hulk and Andor. So those are some of the larger currently running series that are available on Disney+. Plus. On the fifth season, 33 of The Simpsons will be all available. Also, an Australian show called Shipwreck Hunters, which is pretty self-explanatory, will be available. Seasons 1 and 2 of Zorro, the original series, will be available. And World of Flavor with Big Mo Kaysan a pitmaster who goes around and tastes foods cooked over open flames as he explores connections between American barbecue and cultures from around the world. A lot of people like cooking shows, so thought I'd bring that one up. Then on the 7th, the Peanuts movie, which is a modern version, relatively newer version, and also Drumline, a lot of people like that movie. And on the 14th, a lot of people don't like this movie, The New Mutants will be available, uh... This was a very long-awaited movie and long, like highly anticipated movie by a lot of people, and unfortunately, or at least you know, by a uh, very much so by a certain segment of horror fans that were anxious for what this could be. But it is a horror superhero movie, and it's a, a big fat failure. It's not horror. It's not super. <laughs> it's yucky. It's slow. And I just can't suggest that you take your time to watch that movie. So let's move on to the 19th, where we have uh, three. Two of them are Spider-Man options. Spider-Man, the new animated series, season one will drop. I believe that's totally new. I don't know for sure. And then the spectacular Spider-Man, season one will also be available. That is the older Spider-Man cartoons. I don't know what decade. It might be from the 70s. They played when I was a kid in the 90s, so I always... You know, in my mind, they're from the 90s, but they're from earlier than that. And then Wicked Tuna Season 11 will also be available on the 19th. On to the 26th, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Six brand new animated shorts built around Jedi from the prequel era. I know that at least Ahsoka Tano and Count Dooku will be featured in, I don't know if it's all of the episodes or what but those two names were brought up in the advertising and then on the 28th alvin and the chipmunks the squeakquel 2009 family comedy and also an attempt at some halloweenish themed content possibly in marvel's hulk where monsters dwell that was like as halloween as they got there on disney plus so let's get on to HBO Max. On the first, there is a dump of movies, and here are the titles that jumped out for one reason or another. Bad Teacher, Butch Cassidy, and The Sundance Kid. Call Me By Your Name, a Sundance uh, festival-winning movie. You know the type of movie, so that should be enough of a help guide for you if that is something that you would be interested in seeing or not. Uh, it looked like a standard Sundance Festival, winning festival award, whatever. Other options, Coneheads, District 9, Dude Where's My Car, Hoosiers, Juno, Nightcrawler, Open Season, Open Season 2, Spotlight, Terms of Endearment, The Perfect Storm, never did see that, and The Vivitch. On to the sixth, Pennyworth, 
The Origin of Batman's Butler, Season 3. This is live action. It is not animated and it was on a different uh, streaming service for Season 1 and 2, I saw, but it was picked up by HBO Max. And so, you know, think Marvel live action, except DC live action. So, different. Then on the 8th, straight out of nowhere, Scooby-Doo meets Courage, the cowardly dog. Like, every platform had Scooby-Doo stuff coming out. And uh, the renew the reviews on that one aren't half bad, and, and by that I mean they're actually pretty good. Uh, if I get a chance, I'll, I'll throw that on someday. That's a cool meetup, a crossover that I would like to see there between Courage the Cowardly Dog and Scooby-Doo. Then on the 10th for HBO Max, Season 2 of Avenue 5, a sci-fi comedy that has the house actor, if you remember that television show, as the captain of a uh, ship which is out in space, and it appears to hold the last of humanity on it, from what I could gather. And season one aired all the way back in 2020. It's probably not an award-winning show, from all that I could tell, but uh, many people have seemingly enjoyed the show, at least all of season one of that show. So here's season two. It looked pretty decent. And then on the 15th, Trick or Treat, Scooby-Doo, a new 2022 movie that honestly from the trailer appears to have captured a lot of the OG Scooby-Doo show magic. Pretty cool. Much of the animation looks fairly hand-drawn, but not all of it. There's a little bit of an inconsistency, um, maybe somewhat on purpose. I couldn't tell from the trailer, obviously, but with uh, some of it looking more just animated from uh, um, digitally. But it could be a very nice modern throwback to uh, catch during the Halloween season. A little bit of nostalgia mixed in there because there is almost certainly um, the heart of the original Scooby-Doo cartoons. uh, I think will be captured in Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo. Then on the 17th, part two of The Vow series will be premiering. On the 18th, an option for the young ones. Bat Wheels Season 1B will be premiering. And on the 24th, Green Lantern Beware My Power. It is a new 2022 movie. It's not new anymore in 2022, but it's from this year. And it had middling reception. Then on the 30th, The White Lotus Lotus Season 2 will be premiering. Um, Watched Season 1. It took quite a while for me to actually really really like the show i almost stopped watching it after three four four four-ish episodes but then um i ended up catching up to it to where i was um like watching the premiere when it came out uh the last yeah (laughs) it's a good show on to amazon prime in the bunch of movies on the first some that i will point out were abraham lincoln vampire hunter bridesmaids edward scissorhands scissor hands i just want to say scissors hands then also hackers from 1995 i think that has a cult following also hostile jennifer's body patriot games sea biscuit shutter island snow white and the huntsman source code teen wolf the silence of the lambs vanilla sky which it's not the best reviewed and whatnot. I loved the movie when I was quite young, 
and um, just getting to that age where, like, I thought I was starting to get smart. Maybe overthought the movie a little bit, overappreciated it, but I still suggest it if you've never seen it. Also, Wall Street and Zack and Miri make a porno. Then on the 7th, Catherine called Burry, a comedic period piece in the adventure genre. It is a movie. Um, looked interesting. On There's something a little more interesting coming soon, though. That's in the same vein. On the 11th, The Northman, which was a fairly well-received movie from earlier on in this year, 2022. It is an action-adventure that takes place in Viking territory. On the 21st, The Peripheral, a new series starring Chloe Grace Moretz that is through and through in the sci-fi genre. It looks really interesting. And Argentina 1985, also coming out on the 21st. It is a drama that's made its way through the film festival circuits to uh, some pretty high praise and... It follows a team of lawyers who takes on the head of Argentina's military dictatorship, dictatorship during the 1980s. On the 24th, Blacklight, a 2022 action thriller starring Liam Nurse, Neeson from earlier this year as well, and uh, that has not been well received. Then on the 28th, The Devil's Hour, a new thriller series, I should say, I brought up Blacklight just because, you know, if you're a Liam Neeson fan, then you'll, I would assume you'll like that movie. It's just going to be more of the same. But back to the uh, 28th, there was that new thriller series, series, The Devil's Hour. I believe that looked interesting. And also Downton Abbey, The uh, New Era, which was a well, um, yeah, it, it was a well-received sequel to a hit 2019 movie called Downton Abbey, so... Uh, that will be available for you Downton Abbey fans. Then on to Hulu, which I guess is the service that has my other uh, period piece kind of movie that I was alluding to, but we're not going to be there yet. So on the first, um, one big drop here, Huluween... <laughs> Let me try to get this right. Huluween Dragstavaganza. Dragstravaganza. There we go. Dragstravaganza. Jeez. Halloween drag extravaganza, and I am not into drag culture, so I am not familiar with the names of the drag stars that were on, you know, in the trailer. But the trailer is quite fabulous, I will admit, and it seems to be like a variety show slash musical that is obviously heavily based around Halloween themes. And Kesha will also be making a special performance for it. It seemed like a fun time. I don't know if I'll end up uh, joining in on it, but it truly did seem like something unique and kind of um, very, very Halloween-y, which I can appreciate a lot. I, I love when things don't just aren't just horror or something. They're just Halloween. So on to the big drop of movies. The first one is About Time, a 2013 romance slash sci-fi fantasy, which stars Rachel McAdams. Domino Gleason, Margot Robbie, and Bill Knight. Nicky? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And um, I've spoken about this movie before, and if you heard me speak on it then, and you didn't check it out, or if you didn't hear me, uh, me speak on it then, 
and you're hearing me now, I'm saying you gotta watch this movie. Now, you're probably going to go and watch the trailer before you decide to watch it, and the trailer does not do it justice, but I cannot reveal exactly why the trailer doesn't do it justice with... I just can't. So it's it's much more than your average rom-com, and it's just a really, really good movie. Suggest it. Then, a larger list here. Beer Fest, Blade, Trilogy, The Blade Trilogy, so 1, 2, and, and Blade Trinity. Then Casino, Cedar Rapids, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Double Double Toil and Trouble, which I ended up watching, I think, last year for Halloween. That was not a bad experience, revisiting that Mary, Kate, and Ashley movie. It was, it was all right. Also, The Fugitive, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, there are six Godzilla movies, all of which came out between the years of 1993 to 2004. So if you're a Godzilla fan, maybe you know what movies those are. That will be all getting dumped on the first for Hulu. Then Grandma's Boy, The Hulk, Let Me In, Looper, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, The Roommate. Pretty solid. I, th- I think that's the movie. I, th- that- I think there's a reason I added it to this list. And I, th- I think I liked it. Then Assault, The Sixth Sense, Splinter, Twister, Unbreakable, VHS, VHS2, VHS Viral, Wild Wild West, Winchester, a 2018 horror slash fantasy movie, and it is quite slow, so I really don't uh, recommend that movie, but it wasn't terrible. If you decide to check it out, there's that much, but it's not great. Then X-Men uh, 2000. So yeah, Winchester, if you come across it, maybe try to find something else if you're in the mood for horror, but the story's way cooler than the movie. It's just disappointing because it could have been so much better. On the third, a uh, sinister Halloween scary opposites solar special. So that's an animated show with a, one of those classic, you know, sitcom type Halloween holiday specials. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Also, Schitt's Creek, the entire complete series will be available. On the 4th, The Good Doctor, Season 6 premieres. And Adominable and the Invisible City, Season 1, which is based on the movie, uh, the animated movie for kids, Adominable. So this animated series is also a, you know, family slash kids show. On the 7th, Hellraiser 2022. I ended up watching the trailer for it. I really don't like watching trailers for things, but I'm not a Hellraiser person. So part of um, me deciding if I was going to end up seeing this, what, trying to see this as soon as I can or not, definitely depended on that. And man, the trailer's really awesome. And it, it seems promising for the movie. Then on the 10th, Grim Cuddy, a horror movie, a creature feature that is based around a scary internet meme called Grim Cuddy, who comes to life. I don't know if Grim Cuddy's a real-life co- copy pasta, but this is obviously like a creepy, creepy pasta type movie, and I struggle to imagine that this movie will be good, but it may be worth a watch around, you know, this time of the year as something that's new, at the very least, in the horror genre, so something you haven't seen yet, and, you know, in that vein of it's not great horror, but you can get a bowl of popcorn, watch it with a girlfriend, whatever the case, and, and afterwards say, well, that wasn't that great. Then on the 11th, 
the movie Antlers 2021, which I believe is considered a horror movie, but a lot of people don't actually consider it a horror movie. It's different, not for everyone. Then on the 14th, Rosalind, Rosalind? I think it's Rosalind, the forgotten girl from the Romeo and Juliet story, the ex-girlfriend of Romeo. This is the movie that I was uh, saying kind of like a time period piece that I would be more inclined to see than whatever the other one was. And I'm definitely not the target audience of this PG-13 rom-com, but I can appreciate that based on this trailer, it does look pretty darn good. Not gonna lie. Then on the 16th, Sinister 2 will be available, and I heard it's quite a bit different than the first Sinister movie. Some people actually like it more. I'm a pretty big fan of Sinister. At least I was the first time watching it, and I like to watch it every now and then, so I, I do need to catch that movie. On the 25th, The French Dispatch, 2021's Wes Anderson film, and... Honestly, I can say that it wasn't very memorable as far as Wes Anderson films go. But it is a Wes Anderson film. It's good, well done, has his style to it. It's quirky and unique and and good. Not his best. Then on the 31st Crimes of the Future, it stars Viggo Mortensen and Kristen Stewart, among some other faces that you may recognize. And it came out earlier this year, but um, it, it appears to be one of those movies that was appreciated by critics more than the audiences. Hopefully that's not just because the director of this movie was David Cronenberg, that the criti- critics gave it good reviews. But um, given that it is being released on Halloween, this sci-fi horror may be worth a go on Halloween night. It looks strange, and um, I'm sure it is, given the director. All right, take care. I love you very much. Appreciate y'all, and I'll catch you on the flip side.